Hi, I'm Julie Wilkinson and I'm a Chartered Management Accountant and I'm excited to be launching the Build and Exit podcast. This podcast is for business owners and entrepreneurs who are looking to expand their business portfolio by acquisition or at some point in the future want to exit their business. We're going to bring real life stories and experiences of people who have grown by acquisition, who have exited their businesses and other areas of business such as funding and cash flows. So there'll be lots of opportunity to learn different areas of business and how you can, in the end, transition your business from a lifestyle to an asset. So look forward to seeing you soon. Hi, and welcome to the Build and Exit podcast. I'm really excited. Our next guest is Alicia Barlow. So I know Alicia well. She actually uh, works with Wilkinson's as one of our freelance CFOs. Uh, But personally, Alicia used to work in corporate as an accountant and left in 2016, um, has launched into property and actually has a portfolio of 12 properties and has recently in 22 started her business acquisition journey. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation about leaving corporate world moving into property and then why she's decided to sort of also do acquisitions alongside property so I'll hand over to you Alicia if you want to give a bit of a background about yourself oh thanks Julian thanks for having me I'm excited to be on the podcast you're Um, welcome I think firstly to start with so the journey into finance for me started at a young age because I wanted to understand money and how it how it worked. So my mum worked in corporate governance at the council. So that was kind of where it all started. I left school, did my qualifications, did my A-levels, and then thought everybody was off to uni. It was like this, the dumb thing. Everyone goes to uni. And I thought it doesn't really feel like it's the right setting for me. Like university just wasn't the right place. I wanted to earn and learn. And at the time I was already building a small portfolio of properties with an ex-partner of mine who was an estate agent. So once that happened, um, I kind of went through and got a, a, a job with a small uh, practice in uh, Manchester where I was thinking, you know, it's a small pond, big fish scenario rather than drowning in a big top four firm. And, and I learned the very basics of bookkeeping all the way up through to sort of finance level, finance director level and qualified there. We also set up um, a club for businesses, so ambitious businesses, which was really great. You know, we used to do like a BNI or, or like breakfast club sort of a thing with them to help them understand how to work on the business rather than in the business. And at this time I was only about 19. So I'm kind of taking in all this new information and going, wow, I'd love to do this for myself. So uh, that's when I started to, to do just that. And I had a, an employed position. So I was self-employed. I left the practice and I went self-employed for a while in industry, worked with many different industries um, and other practices as well. And then got offered a job to move into a company that was growing from 3 million turnover to 30 million turnover. And I was their head of finance and then recruited into the FD role quite quickly. Grew with that business, really enjoyed it. I had a whale of a time, gained tons of experience, uh, not just from sort of a, a finance perspective, but from a business perspective as well, because I was kind of their advisor and I was learning as they grew. And that scale um, was an incredible learning curve for me, especially at such a young age, because at this time I was maybe 23, 24. So it was yeah, which is why we steal your expert, which learning. is why we steal your expertise now. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, because you have that broad sort of exposure to how you put yeah. together a set of accounts and how important it is to the operationals, the commercials, the sales, 
um, and how that there's a symbiotic relationship within the business with finance. You know, a lot of people think we're just kind of the bean counters that sit in the corner, but you know, ultimately we we should be um, championing working with other departments quite regularly. So that was really what I enjoyed doing. Um, and whilst I was there, I had my son. So 2015, I actually was born. And within three months of having him, I was back to work full time, 60 hours a week. They were floating the company and I never really saw him. And I thought, what was the point of having my son? So I had a bit of a, a, a change of heart, a massive lifestyle change, a huge sort of like epiphany and said, I need to replace my corporate income with income again, which I had done previously with a, um, the portfolio we had when I was when I was younger. So I said to my husband, look, this is what I want to do. Do you want to do it together? Can you support me whilst I move myself from corporate to property? And I did a little bit of, of both. So I was self-employed whilst building the property portfolio. And in 2019, I went full-time into property and decided that was what I wanted to do. Uh, so we're building the portfolio. It's all going well. And then COVID happened. And I had a lot of ex-clients or people who I worked with previously, people who I was employed by, ringing me and saying, we're going to need some help with our forecasts. Um, so people were going for bounce back loans. People were going for, you know, all the funding that the government were giving out. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm happy to help. So it's kind of started from there. So I've kind of been doing both together. And I was approached by a, a network, a community of property investors who I love to bits, partners in property um, in mid 2020 and asked to host their Manchester community, which I was more than happy to do. I really enjoy it and I still do that now. So we have a, a great property um, community up in the Northwest in Manchester. So if any of the listeners are around, feel free to get in touch and come along. It's a, it's a very safe community and we, we pride ourselves on not being a sales vehicle for property courses we are just there to share challenges share successes and just keep each other motivated in this very difficult time for property investors and developers as well so that's that was kind of where I met my business partner now and we're working together um buying more properties together building that portfolio but it got to a point where I was last year saying look you know in terms of cash flow there are better opportunities out there and with my background why don't we start to look for asset-backed businesses? Because there are quite a few businesses out there in staple industries, which are stable, not recession-proof, but extremely, you know, well-protected from, from most recessions. So we we picked the industries that we thought would work for us and we had the same values with, and we just went out to market and said, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. And it has to have a freehold property. So we've started to build our pipeline um, and our acquisitions from there. Um, so we're open to new opportunities all the time, which is great. Yeah. So I hope that helps, Julie. It's quite a bit of a yeah, from no, one end to the other then. <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah, no, it's good. Everybody likes the story because I think, I mean, obviously it's quite a new podcast, but you know, the whole point of this podcast is to talk about people's acquisition and sort of investment and in the end, I suppose, exit strategy. So there's going to be lots of different guests talking about it. So your acquisition that closed so you did one last year didn't you was it in 22 and it was a bakery was it a bakery so um talk us through a bit about like what did you how did you find the journey of the acquisition it was quick it was a six-week acquisition so we were start to finish in six weeks 
Um, this opportunity came across my desk because the, the owners had had a sale fall through um, and they just wanted to get out. They were ready. I mean, I think they were two days away from completion when the, the first buyer pulled the plug. Um, and we came in with an offer that we felt was reflective of the current sort of economic climate um, and also for the building, which the asset, which is where the business operates from. We managed to secure that at 45% discount from asking, which we thought was a pretty good deal. But they equally had what they wanted and what was most important to them, which was the freedom to, to remove themselves from the business. So we agreed a three month handover period. And from that point, we're now, I'd say from maybe two weeks ago, completely handed over and the business is running very well. And we're moving towards scaling that and getting the marketing up to date and, and bringing it into the 21st century. So yeah, it's, it's super exciting and the food's delicious. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you eat a lot of it? I, I try food. not to. Do you eat a lot of it? <laughs> yeah. So how how did you transition that so quick? So in the three months then, uh, so Mm. you're not working in the business, no? No, no. So you've managed to sort of buy this sort of um, self-generating business. And so how did that handover work and how have you managed to achieve it? Okay, so it was quite simple for us because they already had some good processes and systems in place from an accounts perspective and a sales perspective, especially with the till within the shop. So there are two elements to this. So it generates income from the retail shop and it also generates income from wholesale customers, which are restaurants, schools and other businesses. Now for us, we already had a key team in place. And one of the challenges for us was to identify if there was any risk of losing any of those key players. Now, to reduce that, I went to meet them all before completion, explained what the plans were for the business, asked if they had any concerns, asked if they had any ideas about growth for the business. And the great thing for us as buyers was they were screaming out for some leadership. And that's what we were looking to do. So the bakers that were in the bakery, there's, there's two key bakers and we employed a third. One of the lads who's been there since he was 16, we promoted him to bakery manager um, to give him more autonomy and and accountability for his role and for the bakery because he knows it better than I do. And we employed a retail manager who now looks after the staff, the rotors and the the shop side of things. So that was how that handover was dealt with. So within sort of the first two weeks, we already had our, our key team in place And then it was a case of me visiting once a week just to do the handover, make sure the processes were in place, support them in putting the processes in place and getting them written up and just effectively going through what I had, which was an action tracker. So I made an action tracker of risk and opportunity and just said, this is the stuff that needs to happen. These are the people that are responsible for for it ultimately, but I kind of supported them through that process. Um, and by doing that weekly, we got to a point now where I'll be visiting once a month, um, reviewing the numbers, reviewing the sales, reviewing the accounts, which are all dealt with offsite, and then um, going from there with the team. So really, we've just left them to run the, run the business as they see fit, because that's that's what they've done for the last 15, 20 years between them. So, you know, all we'd like to input is new ideas, new marketing strategies and increase the sales. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I know on my acquisition, I did a similar thing. The one I've just closed, I went to see the staff. And I think if you bring people into the journey 
and I had exactly the same conversations and we've made changes literally within the first couple of weeks and they're just they seem to be loving it so they love the people love the autonomy and the and it's so change can be scary but I don't think it is if you bring people in in the right position yeah so it's interesting about it because I did that on my acquisition um I think if you bring people on the journey with you they are happier because I know we've made quite a lot of quick changes just in I mean I only closed mine two weeks ago and we've already made loads of changes and um, upsell opportunities and things like that so I think it's great when you bring the team in in terms of so you obviously got in this new staff and promoted do you feel then that the price you paid fairly represented the additional costs that you had to put into the business is that something you thought about when you when you bought the business yeah, absolutely. And and as always, with any acquisition, there are costs that you don't know about, um, especially when you're buying within six weeks. But we felt like the discount really reflected what we could do with the business and what was achievable and what was cost effective to do. Now, obviously, when I would say someone buying a business this year, it's very difficult for someone coming into a business in 2023 when the cost for 22 and 21 can be affected by covid and, need, and that needs to be reflected in the numbers that you do. But equally, you know, this, just this year alone, I mean, we've seen the budget yesterday. There's going to be a lot of changes for businesses, and that includes corporation tax rates are increasing quite significantly. National insurance um, is increasing quite significantly for employers. National minimum wage also maybe a 9 to 10% increase. And these aren't insignificant figures. So because of, what, of, of my background, I was aware of this and able to calculate that in. But I know there's going to be probably a lot of business owners out there on new acquisitions that are happening right now based on numbers from maybe six months ago. Because these things don't always happen overnight. That was quite a, an unusual and very quick acquisition. If these acquisitions take anything between 12 to 18 months, that picture can change completely. So mm-hmm. it, it, it would be my recommendation for anyone to reevaluate the numbers um, on, a, on a quarterly basis and, and a definitely before completion uh, to yeah. ascertain whether the business is still viable, financially viable, but equally for the future as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was something we, that we'd already plan planned in. But like yeah. say, there's not all there's there's other things in the bakery that have gone wrong. Like some bits of equipment have died, and you go, oh no, we didn't expect that. But we we did have a decent contingency in place um, to cover us. So yeah, we're okay. Yeah. And the forecasting is definitely, I mean, we know because we do a lot of it with Wilkinson's of the acquisitions. Um, I mean, we're probably doing about five every month and I know that people struggle. They don't sometimes think, to, they don't know how to build the right forecasting if they're not sort of financial backgrounds because they see the numbers and don't always know how to plan the future and also the risks. So it's interesting. It? I love the acquisition process and helping people buy Thank the businesses is brilliant. So, so you've got your properties, you've got your bakery um have you and are you looking you've got more acquisitions in the pipeline yeah so the pipeline's full with the care homes as well (laughs) so we're we're excited to do that and we're looking potentially at doing maybe three or four in the next two years um there's two in conveyancing at the moment that we're looking to achieve and then there is another one that we're looking to view next week which will fit nicely within the group now, care is an industry that we're all quite passionate about. We feel our values lend nicely to. And effectively, it's just a large home for, for the, you know, the, the older generation. It's very much like property buy to let HMO, um, which is house of multiple occupancy. You know, rather than professionals or students, we've got uh, retired or vulnerable adults in there. 
Um, so for me, it lent nicely to what we were already doing. We enjoy the fact that there is um, legislation in place. There is a standard body that you need to report to. That for me gives you comfort as a business owner that you are you have support, but you're also accountable for what you're doing. There are a lot of industries out there that are just gung-ho and can do whatever they fancy. Um, and that for me wasn't really something we were interested in. So it's nice to have that barrier to entry where we can say we're compliant and we've got the right, you know, things in place to tick the tick all the boxes and make it a, a really great business, um, especially for the residents at the care home. So yeah, so that's that's really exciting. That's that's on the radar for the next six to twelve months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing I always ask, especially people in property and acquisitions and entrepreneurial mindsets, what's your, so the, you've got these properties and these acquisitions. Um, do you have sort of like a longer term exit strategy in mind on what you want to achieve later down the line? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny actually, because a lot of people think about retirement as you go and put your feet up on a beach and you just cut yourself off from the world. And for me, that's not what I'm looking to achieve. The exit for me is very much, I still want to be involved. I'd love to still be a consultant in some capacity to businesses that I like to work with because I like to help people. You know, when you own a business, it's not all black and white in terms of, yes, you can just go and put your feet up on a beach. I do feel that I would still have some involvement in the businesses. Um, and I would like to have that involvement as well, especially from a strategic and a sort of a scaling perspective. Um, that that for me is what interests me and, and excites me, gets me out of bed in the morning. So it's difficult to say exit in terms of retirement because I don't really think I ever would. I'd always want to be in sort of in the industries, in property, helping people, especially as part of partners in property just being within a community where you can just go and it's just basically going having a chat with your mates. That's, that's what it is. So for yeah. me, I think I'd always have, you know, a, a finger in the pie, pardon yeah, the pun. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I would do. Um, and, and I think that's important for the kids as well, because I don't, for my kids, it's more of a legacy thing as well. I want to be able to leave them something that they can take on and enjoy but I don't want them to have that that entitled mindset. For me, they need to be able to come into the business and work in the business and understand the business. And if they can't understand it, then they can't be a part of it. You know, I don't want them just coming in, buying a brand new Ferrari and then driving off into the sunset and ruining all the hard work that we've, that we've put into it. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it's more the long-term exit strategy is more about building an income which I can live off and I have the freedom to choose as and when I do what I do within the businesses or, or anything really. So yeah, it's having that ability to, if I want to have six months off, I can have six months off and I can afford to, and I've got the right teams in place that can allow me to do that. But I know that I'm not that kind of person that probably would end up having six months off. I probably have about three weeks and then be bored and want to come back. So yeah. yeah, it's difficult to kind of really nail that answer, Julie, but that's that's how it would look for me at the moment. That's that's what and obviously that all being well and my health being well and, you know, my family's health being well, that 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 would obviously need to play a big part. But yeah, that that's ideally the goal for now. Yeah. And, you know, I actually quite love that answer because we talk a lot about exit strategy, Wilkinson's and 
sometimes when you say the word exit, people think, oh my God, that means a full sale. It means I don't work anymore. <laughs> but actually, it's not really what you mean. It's it's turning people's mind that an exit can be anything from just saying, I only want to work four days a week, not five days, to actually saying, you know, to I want to fully sell, sell the business. Because even if you... You know, there's different ways to sell it. Even if you did like a management buyout, you could maybe keep some retainership of ownership anyway to still get some disposable income. And I think what's sensible about what you're doing is, you know, you're getting an income stream you could live off. So if unfortunately Mother Nature did take its cause and you had to do something, that's probably the bit that some people don't think about is even if you don't want to do it, sometimes you might be forced to do it. And if you're, and it sounds like you've got a bit of a set that if that happened, you could probably cope, but actually you would want to carry on if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. Oh, and also you're not allowed to go anywhere because yeah, you're too busy with us. So <laughs> <laughs> and I like working with you, Julie. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, yeah, we're talking about asset back business. We'll bring up our little um, uh, our event that we've got in yeah, two weeks' time. Our workshop, Absolutely, our first yeah. one, I've got our first official workshop. So, and I think there's going to be twenty people we've got on that now, haven't we? We've got so, signed up and all booked twenty people yeah. in Manchester on Saturday, the twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, next Definitely. Saturday. So probably by the time this no, podcast launches, will be exciting. yeah, it will be. And by the time this workshop, by the time this podcast launches, I'm sure that workshop, that workshop will probably be over. But it's interesting to mention it because a lot of people have been interested, haven't they? Especially with our backgrounds in the acquisitions and exit strategy planning. So um, there'll definitely be more to come. Yeah, so, um, so if people are looking then for like, you know, want to come on the asset back workshop or want to maybe can look, look to see if they might have a business that they want to sell. Like where can they find you? On oh, socials? okay. So yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Alicia Barlow or Facebook, Alicia Rose Barlow or Instagram and it's property solutions Bolton. Um, you'll be able to find me on there. Um, and we've also got a website as well, which is rosealexanderproperty.com. Um, and there's, there's a link on there where you can contact me through a form if you want to. So yeah, there's plenty of places that can get hold of me. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks so much for sharing your journey. I think it's really interesting. And, um, you know, obviously we have men and women on the podcast because it's interesting to see different people's journeys. But I think women in business as well, it's quite, it can be quite inspirational for other women who maybe are thinking about doing this type of journey and taking that plunge to um, get out there. So um, thanks so much for sharing your journal with us today. And You're um, welcome, Julie. Thanks for having me. All right, and I'm looking forward to the podcast launching soon. So, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you think there's anyone else in your network that might benefit from our podcast, then please share it with them. Either just click the link and send it to them, or send it in a Facebook group or other social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe so other podcasts come to you directly as and when we launch them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you next time. We've got some really exciting things coming up and we'll see you again soon. 